0: You are Locked On SEC Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to your Locked On SEC Football Podcast, and boy, we've got a lot to get to today. If you're a Georgia Bulldogs fan, you're set. If you're a Tennessee football fan, you're set as well. We'll go around the country, talk a little bit of TCU, and a guy that I think is one of the most Underrated coaches in the nation, Gary Patterson. Also, a recruiting report where it's AM versus the Vols, a little bit of Arkansas, Alabama as well in the film room. So, loaded for Bear and a scouting spotlight uh, with Arkansas senior linebacker DeJon Harris. Let's get rolling right now. He's Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Check out his website if you want to know more about football. It's just that simple. And it doesn't matter what conference you're interested in. He's got it all, if it's the NFL, if it's recruiting. It's right there at LandryFootball.com. Also, tune in to our Locked On Big Ten football podcast, both podcasts daily with Chris Landry and me, Dave Hooker. Let's start with the big lead, where it's uh, news out of uh, Georgia. Head coach Kirby Smart said that freshman quarterback uh, DeWan Mathis is expected to recover in full. He had a cyst on his brain pretty Pretty scary thing to hear, but it sounds like that, uh, everything's headed in the right direction. Thank God.
0: Yeah, it, uh, it's certainly scary. Uh, wish that young man the best, um, uh- Obviously, there's going to be some rehab recovery associated with this under very um very acute care. So uh, obviously, football not real relevant at this point, and uh, we'll we'll see how the next weeks and months come along with his development and um, uh, recovery from this surgery. But it was scary to hear about particularly you know for anybody, but for a young man uh, it's it's uh, always scary for something like that to uh, to happen. So we wish him the the absolute very best.
1: Let's talk uh, Vanderbilt a little bit. We don't get a, a lot of opportunity to do that, but they pick up uh, a transfer from Oklahoma in defensive tackle Derek Green.
0: Yeah, you know, he was a three-star kid coming out of uh, high school. It uh, was uh, a really good-looking player, though, uh, in his early stages at Oklahoma's, um, uh, in his Oklahoma tenure. But he decided to join the military and, and then give up football for a short time now he's decided to go back to playing football, and he's going to be doing so for Vanderbilt. Now we we never know with a hundred percent certainty how the NCAA is going to rule as they've been pretty lenient. But I I'm I'm almost certain that he's going to have to sit out this year, but be eligible in 2020 with four years of eligibility for Vanderbilt. So uh, someone that I think could certainly help that program. And I remember him coming out um, really good player, a uh, defensive tackle, Derek Green. Uh, a good-looking, well-built kid, um, a strong upper body, and um, you know can help the Commodores, but it won't be to 2020.
1: Are, are you saying the NCAA is unpredictable, Chris? No yeah, they, they they definitely are.
0: <laughs> definitely are. <laughs> well,
1: let's let's go to Knoxville. Uh, a, a couple of uh, notes: uh, Tennessee will be without a couple of players. Uh, Redshirt sophomore tight end James Brown. Um, I'm not as familiar with him because I, you know, he didn't didn't play a lot. But right. uh, Darren Kirkland, uh, I am very familiar with, and I thought you would know better than me as a scout. I thought there was a period there, four or five games his freshman year, where he looked like his upside was absolutely tremendous, and now suddenly they'll be without him as he goes into his uh, senior year. And uh, according to Jeremy Pruitt did everything he could to get himself back in shape, but the body just couldn't hold up.
0: Yeah, and it's really one of the things that it, you know, I think people understand, but they don't focus enough on is, you know, your health is so um, – this game of football is just – your body's not built for it in most cases. And uh, guys, it is a big-time struggle for guys to come back from injuries. And um, when you have recurring ones, uh, when you have – issues that are affected by an injury that, uh, injuries that, that have uh, an effect on the rest of your body and how it recovers. It's very, very difficult. And it leads to to quite a few of these things that happen. And Kirkland was an outstanding player. I mean, he had a lot of talent, a lot of ability, but his just body is not holding up. James Brown kind of dealt with some shoulder injuries that just hadn't quite, um, um, you know, uh, it really healed and then the knee, hit some knee injuries. So he was kind of one that never quite got on track. So one that was on track to be a good player, another that never quite got on that track, um, both dealing with injury uh, issues with the vials and uh, have ended their career uh, as a result of it. You just hear
1: about that more and more in it. You know, you want to see uh, a kid do everything he can to, to get back on the field, but there are certainly times where you got to think about your long-term health, and uh, I think that's probably the case here. Uh, Let's go around the country a bit. Uh, Take me to TCU.
0: Well, you know, this is an intriguing – obviously, it's a very good program, and to see what Gary Patterson has done, you mentioned how good of a coach he is. He really is outstanding. And, you know, they do a great job developing players, but they also can sprinkle in some guys – from a recruiting standpoint, they're a little bit upper level. They have a different different looking profile for players, um, but there's a couple of guys that, that, uh, and I've mentioned a couple of them on LandryFootball.com, have done the um, the film grade uh, 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 evaluations on them and getting ready to get that report up on, on LandryFootball.com. But there's a couple of more kids that stood out that I think that are really worth mentioning as you're watching football around the country. They've got a redshirt freshman in the safety, Atanza Vonger who's really a good-looking kid, Uh, typical Gary Patterson defensive back, flies around the football quick to fill the alley, um, can lock on and cover a a slot. He's really done a good job, and I think that um, he's going to be a real factor for their secondary this year. But um, O'Shawn Mathis, a defensive end, is an interesting guy. Now, they go for the speed and undersized guy. He's about 238, 6'5". He's going to fill in. Um, but he's an intriguing guy. He played in four games in 2018. Um, he's a former three-star guy, which is typical for them. But they're replacing, obviously, LJ Collier and Ben Benagu, Um, And th- this is a prime candidate to come in and take that role. Now, they do have Adam Plant and Parker Workman and the South Carolina grad transfer, uh, Shamik Blackshear. But they really do a good job of de- developing players up front in their pass rush ability um, and, you know, the ability to play awful blocks, use good technique. And O'Shawn Mathis is the next guy that I'm looking for to step in that type of role that can play, particularly on the weak side, play in space and get upfield and rush the passer. Uh,
1: We'll get to a recruiting report right after this. Stay tuned. You're locked on SEC football podcast. He is Chris Landry with LandryFootball.com. I'm Dave Hooker. A lot of info on the Aggies, the Vols, the, the Razorbacks coming up next. Stay tuned.
0: You are locked on SEC football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back You're Locked On SEC football podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. It's time for a recruiting report and an interesting battle unfolding for four-star 2020 quarterback Haynes King. He will visit Texas A&M and uh, Tennessee. I know uh, schools like to wrap up those quarterbacks early. So what can you tell me about him?
0: Dual threat guy. Very athletic. Uh, he's got really good intuitive skills to run an offense and play well at the line of scrimmage. Um, it, you know, is is an adequate passer. I think he needs to develop in that area. But he's definitely got some playmaking ability with the ball in his hands. Um, you, you know, A&M and Tennessee both like him. And I presume – they like him at quarterback. I think he's got the dual-threat quarterback gene that will allow him to play that role at the next level. But I wonder if, because he has played on the other side, the ball in high school, whether they also see him in some other areas. I, I suspect it's at quarterback because that's where I think the kid wants to play. Arkansas, Baylor, Duke, Auburn, or some other schools. But uh, he's has his visit set up for A&M and Tennessee in the next two weeks. So we're going to learn a little bit more. No re- real lean for him at this point, but keep it uh, right here and keep it on LandryFootball.com as we'll see um, how he develops. He's uh, considered um, one of the better, you know, uh, dual threat quarterbacks uh, in this 2020 class. So we'll see how it plays out for the volunteers, the Aggies, and the other schools that are on his list.
1: Arkansas with a verbal commitment from 2020 tight in uh, Brandon uh, Frazier.
0: Yeah, he's he's a really good kid. You know, he's another kid that, quote-unquote, a three-star, I think a little bit better than that. Um, he is really a, 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 an intriguing-looking kid. He's close to 6'7", uh, 250. You know, Alabama, Nebraska were among the schools that are interested. He's uh, considered among the top 20 or so tight ends. He's definitely, in my mind, I think he's a top, a dozen or so tight ends in this class. Really good uh, physical inline blocker. That's maybe the difference. You know, people are not respecting what he can do as an inline guy. And the fact that he can work the seam from the inline position more than he's a true natural flex guy. But I think he's really good looking kid. He's the second tight end to join Arkansas's class. Um, along with Alan Horace. Uh, So he's definitely an inline guy that can really help the running game for Chad Morris, but I also think he can be a mismatch in the red zone in short-yardage situations for him in both the run and the pass. So remember the name Brandon Frazier, really good-looking tight end uh, out of this 2020 class that's now committed uh, to Wopig Yep, We
1: turn to the film room. Uh, Everybody likes to hear about Alabama, Uh, five-star 2020. Verbal defensive end commitment, Chris Braswell. So I certainly recruit Nicks know his name. Your thoughts on Braswell, about 6'3", 210. Uh, it threw his hat, as, as you mentioned, in with Alabama near the end of uh, November. Uh, your, your thoughts on Braswell. What do you see out of him? Well, with him?
0: yeah, we've talked a little bit about him, and I really wanted to spend a little time to kind of drill down into what he is. He is definitely an undersized kid at this point. I think he's an outside backer at the next level who can potentially grow in to play down. I, I think they see him as as a weak side guy that, that can maybe develop and play over a tight end at some point. But I think he's an open side rusher, and I think he can play with his hands down and nickel. He does so, and he's very athletic. He got, he's got a quick first step. Um, he's very good with his use of hands. He can bend and shorten the corner, all the things you like to do. As, a, as an edge rusher. Um, he'll, he'll need to develop as most kids do in the transition uh, to learn how to work his counter move, um, and he'll learn how to have to learn how to drop and do some things that, that he's not quite asked to do as much in at the high school level. But he's a uh, listen. He's a five star for a reason. He's definitely deserving of that and his his body frame and his how he fills that out, uh, out will determine exactly. Where he ends up position wise, but he's definitely headed to Tuscaloosa. He's a big time talent. Uh, LSU was uh, the other school that was close in on him uh, because they have recruited him for a while and Mike Loxie is very familiar with him. Maryland is another school that has an interest but I consider them clearly a, um, a long shot, but he's a long, smart, instinctive player that is a top 15 overall player in the class of 2000 Twenty. So um, he's going to take his official visit to Tuscaloosa June 6 to 8, even though he's already committed. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. I'd, uh, rarely does Alabama lose one of these guys, but occasionally it happens. And at this stage, it looks like he's definitely a strong lean as he kind of narrowed down his schools uh, to two or three. And I, I think it's between them and LSU, and I don't see that changing at this point for the time.
1: You're locked on SEC football podcast. The scouting spotlight is next. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker.
0: You are locked on SEC football, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back. You're locked on SEC football podcast. It's time for the scouting spotlight, Arkansas senior linebacker, dejon Harris, top returning linebacker in terms of percentage of run stops in the, uh, SEC. So a uh, pretty good player that maybe for some people, especially uh, in the eastern part of the SEC, aren't aren't fully aware of yet.
0: He's a really good run defender. I mean, as the the run percentage uh, uh, data will suggest, when you watch him play, uh, he moves very quickly to the ball. He certainly can sift through trash, and that's a that's a tough thing to be able to do when you got a lot of linemen at your feet. He's able to step over it and keep his eyes focused where it needs to be. He can scrape and fill off of a defensive tackle or defensive end. Uh, he's physical. He squares up very nicely. Um, he's a really good run defender. He's more of a tackle to tackle to a guy. He can get outside the tackle and make plays because his first step is very good. Um, I really like this player. I think he's very underrated. He's a good college player. Next level ability is a little bit limited, but uh, I think he's a really productive player for them uh, that cleans up a lot of things on the second level. So uh, I expect him to be among um, the best tackling linebackers uh, against the run uh, in the SEC again this year. So remember the name to John Harris as you get ready for this football season. Um, Is his health. Uh, and his play is going to be pivotal for Arkansas. Now, he's got to learn a little bit better how to, to play the pass. Um, if Arkansas doesn't get their, their passing game, um, you know, uh, improved, you know, they, th- this will sometimes help in some regards because, you know, when they, they, they get down in so many games, people are abandoning the run against them, and that kind of inflates some of the stats with Deshaun but um uh, Dejon is is a really uh capable guy that can do I think a better job against the pass and again if Arkansas can improve their offense force people into the run a little bit more I think his play will even be upgraded uh, at this point
1: all righty we will talk to you tomorrow your locked on SEC football podcast don't forget you can also listen to the locked on Big 10 football podcast you can find it all there at landryfootball.com or any platform Uh, in which you download your podcast. So we will talk to you tomorrow with the latest SEC football news. Have a fantastic day, everyone.